You're listening to the Know the Cause podcast with Doug Kaufman. Visit us online at knowthecause.com and join the conversation at facebook.com slash knowthecause. You know me, I'm the guy who thinks that fungus is absolutely everything. And I meet some of the most amazing people with that philosophy. One is a physician who contacted me from Brisbane, Australia. And I've had doctors from Japan and doctors from all over this great country contact me. But this doctor provided me with so many clues that I didn't have before. He was beginning to understand fungus. He was working with his patients and and experimenting with drugs like Diflucan and Nystatin, and yet we weren't experimenting at all. Uh, Dr. Greg Emerson and his lovely counterpart, Emma, uh, joined me today. They just got back from the most amazing place, Sedona, Arizona, where I understand, Emma, you did some hiking, climbing, and learned a lot. We sure did. It was amazing. Do you, do you like it there? Oh, love it. I could live there, for sure. Yeah. In a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. And Greg, you enjoyed it? We loved Sedona. Uh, there's an ancient wisdom in Sedona, which is immeasurable, unexplainable. Yeah. Uh, and we spent some time with an Apache elder there learning about wild foods and their traditional way of life. And there's just a, there's a history there. And when you see that canyon... You know, you, you travel through, we were doing a road trip through Arizona and it's flat and then Sedona just appears out of nowhere and there are these ancient structures um, which have been formed by the action of this mighty river, which is now this smaller creek and you look at that stuff and you, you just think, it's, it's, you can't kind of comprehend how big and ancient that place is. Something special happens in Sedona. Uh, everybody has that experience, I think, that goes up there. I was so happy you guys did that and then made your way here. One of the things, as a physician, I wanted to talk to Greg about some of the revelations that he has uncovered during his many years of practice. First, let me just tell you, my audience knows of another doctor who is here in Texas. His name is Dr. Roby Mitchell. These are both medical doctors, MDs, and they both told me the same story on Know the Cause on the television show. And that is, as emergency room physicians, both, even in training, had a bent toward eating well and exercising because they felt so good when they did that. But in the emergency room, we find huge lumps on people. We find cardiovascular events, heart attacks. And these were the doctors who went out to the waiting room with the four small kids and the woman, you know, on her knees praying, and then said, could I talk with you five? Your daddy and your husband didn't make it. They didn't want to do that anymore. So both Roby and Dr. Emerson began life anew. They wanted to help people before they got to that point. Uh, One of the things Dr. Emerson found was the way he ate, when he ate, how often he ate, and something called intermittent fasting really helps his patients. Uh, Tell the folks a little bit about that. Well, I suppose... To segue onto what you were just, or segue back onto what you were talking about, there's a great scene in the movie out now called The Revenant, and there's a scene in there with some of the uh, Native Americans, and where they're talking about, they say something like they're in the middle of a storm, and they say the best defense against a storm is to grow very deep roots. And it's the same. It's some, again, ancient philosophy. We're discovering, discovering all this stuff now about mitochondria, uh, yet all that, all that science that we discover about the mitochondria 
just goes back to ancient wisdom that we already knew. Emma and I were just in Sedona, as you said, and we're spending a couple of days in the desert with an Apache elder. And he's saying things like, this is the food that we traditionally ate because it's bitter. And my people always said that bitter was better. And they go, oh, that's funny because that's kind of what Doug says on his show. Mm. And uh, that's kind of what the new science is showing. And he says, this stuff we ate because look at it, this plant developed defences against microbes because animals used to eat it and had to defend itself against the microbes in the mouth and the microbes from the soil. And they go, funny because that's kind of what Doug says on his show. So all this, all this new science is just showing us what we've traditionally known, it just explains it. And one of the areas of great science now is about intermittent fasting, about mitochondria, about brown fat. And one of the benefits of intermittent fasting, which is, which is basically having longer breaks between eating, this whole concept we've got to eat five small meals a day has shown that's probably not a very good idea. The whole idea about intermittent fasting is you give your body a longer chance to detoxify, a longer chance to heal, you teach your body how to burn fat for fuel rather than sugar, and you also develop some resi resilience, which mm -hmm. resilience is kind of defined as going through a challenge and coming out stronger at the end. You and I don't go to the gym, lift weights, or go and do some exercising hoping to come out weaker. We want to go through a challenge so we come out and grow, and that's what intermittent fasting does. It allows us to burn fat for fuel, improve our resilience. And again, Homo sapiens have always undergone long periods of fasting. It's only really been recently that we've had access to food constantly with a supermarket down the road. Before that, you and I weren't sitting around talking today in front of a TV screen. You and I were out hunting for bison today. And I tell you what, there probably wasn't a lot of food available that whole day while we were finding that bison. And we didn't find the bison three times a day. We had a, we, you, today, you, were, you and I were running jumping, skipping, throwing stuff, lifting all day uh, until we found that bison. So Homo sapiens for however long you believe have had long periods of fasting, fasting which allowed their body to become more resilient and now we, we're told we should be eating five meals a day which is not practical or ancient wisdom at all. And a couple of things, you mentioned a word that I want you to expound on if you would. A couple of things we have been taught in the last uh, couple of decades, and that is, boy, fat is bad. Stay away from fat. And then you you had a, a two-word phrase, really, uh, brown fat. Would you explain that? Is fat really okay, and what is brown fat? Well, fat is very good. Fat is a great source of energy, which is why our body stores fat. Our body stores fat because it's been a great source of, a great way to store food. We either store energy as glycogen, or we store it as fat. Trouble is, glycogen's a very big molecule. If we had to store as much energy in our glycogen as we do in our fat, we'd be the size of a bus. Right. So fat is a great storage, and Homo sapiens have always wanted to store fat because there are long periods of times when we couldn't get as much food that we did. So fat is an extraordinary tool to store energy. Fat is an extraordinary way to burn fuel because it gives us long, prolonged, clean energy. And fat also, um, helps us burn, uh, burn energy to promote heat. So brown fat is a new science, and brown fat is brown because it's high in mitochondria. We either have white fat, we have brown fat, and now there's beige fat, but beige fat is basically fat which is becoming brown fat, and brown fat is because it's high in mitochondria, and mitochondria produce two things. It produces our energy through ATP, and it burns, and it produces heat 
called thermogenesis. Mm -hmm. So if you and I uh, have a, a lot of brown fat, we're creating a lot of energy, we're creating a lot of heat, which means our body is burning more fuel just idling, which means it keeps our weight down and you're not storing energy as white fat, you're storing as brown fat. And there are new drugs under development. We've found proteins in the body called FGF21, SLR11, which are basically people trying to create a drug right. to improve our mitochondria, improve our uh, brown fat, but we've known for, for all of history, homo sapiens have improved their brown fat and their mitochondria by intermittent fasting and by uh, cold exposure, because if you get cold, you produce more brown fat through, because of thermogenesis to keep you warm. So intermittent fasting and cold exposure are two great traditional practices to improve our energy, keep our weight down. Okay, so I see. This isn't eating brown fat. This is producing more. Would a regular physician, would my... Uh, you know, ENT or my uh, uh, general practitioner know the word brown fat? Well, they should because it's in all the scientific literature which okay. came out today. Okay. Um, yep. Sometimes hospitals are doing medicine from 20 years ago, but the scientific literature which comes out today and will be coming out tomorrow is, is very, very excited about the role of mitochondria and brown fat in health. Okay, so what we've done during this blog segment is really talked about energy from a cellular standpoint. That mitochondria that Dr. Emerson talks about is within the cell of the body. We've learned that Emma, and by the way, what Greg told me about you is amazing. You were like, uh, what'd you say? A mountain goat. A mountain goat climbing <laughs> up the mountains to get to the cathedral there in, uh, in Sedona. Uh, lots and lots of energy, and you two are just the most amazing couple. I would think that with both of your background, educational backgrounds and so forth, that you might be working in a clinic, helping people with their health and giving you know, shots and doing physical exams, but you've chosen to go just an entirely different route. And you're using yourself, and I don't like the word experiment, but they're experimenting with themselves. They're living on a ranch of 50 acres. They're growing and maintaining their own gardens, and they must for food. They're not within earshot of a store. If they go to a store, it's not very often, and that's where they get paper towels. Um, it's amazing what this couple has done. I want to do some more blogs with you two, and I want to mic you up, uh, Emma, because there's so much that you have to say, too. Great time in Sedona, having a great time here in Dallas. This is a doctor unlike other doctors. Uh, thank you both for being here with me. Thanks for having us, Doug. Thank you for listening to the Know the Cause podcast with Doug Kaufman. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to give us a five-star rating on iTunes or tell a friend. For more, visit us online at knowthecause.com or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash knowthecause.